one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tech Talks. I'm Victor here with Julie again. And uh, there's actually been quite a bit um, in the past. I think it's been two weeks. Couple weeks, yeah, since we. I think we missed last. We week. did miss last week, but there has been uh, things that have arrived. Um, what is happening? Let me pull it up real fast. We have first off. Uh, um, Android 11, the newest Android update. Operating system? Operating system update from Google is uh, being thrown out to the devs. Um, so there's a development build going on. There's not really much exciting to talk about yet. Um, if I recall correctly, um, one of the biggest uh, updates that Android 11 is going to be coming out that is going to be affecting the you know the people that use android um is a feature that's actually been on iphone for a while which is allowing permissions uh app permissions for one-time use so um if an app says hey i need your map access or to access your location and you it right uh it right now asks all right do you want to use it all the time or, or just... only when the app is open or wait i thought it was i thought it was only the two options either the always or just this once no just this once is coming now with android 11. it was uh the it's the permissions are you can have it always allow or you can have it only when app is open and that's for what specifically um apps for your android phone any app that is asking for Are permissions you sure because yeah. i've always had it pop up the just this once or always it's use or only when the phone just when the phone, app is open but not just oh, this okay. once so if the app is open, open then, then it'll get... say just this once no it's essentially with just the app when the app is open so let's take google maps for example Google Maps, when you first open it, will ask for location services so that it can use the phone's location services right. to figure out right. Go on. where it is. Um, when you say only use it when the app is open, that means that when you are using Facebook, Google Maps is not using your location services to update what's going on. If you have it always allow, then google maps can update your location even if you are not on the map uh, app yeah okay so you're talking about the general permissions not like i was thinking more like when you're on a website and you click on a thing like for example if you click on a facebook thing and you were just in chrome and it'll say do you want to open with the facebook app or like chrome and then it's always or just this once so that is opening tasks in another app so that's a different okay. system altogether that's not permissions as to what the app is allowed to do okay. that's opening links so, so if you have let's say you're on facebook and somebody has a twitter link um it will ask you uh do you want to open this in the twitter app or do you want to open this in chrome and you can tell it to open in the Twitter app. But let's say you don't always want it to open in the Twitter app. You can just say open in the Twitter app this one time. 
-hmm. but that's a different thing than permissions which mm -hmm. permissions are uh telling a uh, uh app whether it can access your storage your location um account Contacts, data yeah things like pictures, that yeah all that okay that is good to know and i'm glad that you clarified um yeah the permissions or i'm sorry i'm getting a little bit of a headache so my processing might be yeah. a little slow um but it's permissions i forgot now but that's fine permissions versus um yes app links or uh hyperlinks essentially that's what you were talking about was hyperlinks leading to different apps uh the other uh thing is so the, the android 11 still probably won't be uh around until pixel 5 right like they're just in the development stages right now will probably come out with pixel 5 um, and that will be the end of the year. Does Google always make the Android operating systems? Is that what Android yes. is? It's from Google. Android is a Google yeah, okay. operating system. And, uh, and then they have it open source so that everybody has, or other manufacturers can use it. And they have licenses that they also have contracts with manufacturers like Samsung. If you're going to use it, you have to make sure that these Google apps are on there and things like that. Makes sense. Okay. Um, next up, uh, back on the uh, Google train is uh, Google AdSense is actually being used uh, to target businesses uh, for uh, and extorting businesses. Essentially, what is uh, being done is there is a group of people or groups of people that found, uh, figured out that if you could shut somebody's Google AdSense account down, and the AdSense account for people that don't know is what businesses use to track to track their Google ads when they pay for ads for Google and things like that, and numerous other features, but that's primarily what it is. Um, if they find that a bunch of uh, bots, if you, let's say you wanted to increase traffic to your site by pretending that a bunch of bots are clicking on your link, they'll shut down your AdSense account. Well, now extorters are you threatening to use that same tactic against businesses to get their AdSense shut down. Yeah, that's, oh. It's very much uh, That's messy. Um, I guess the best way to uh, think of it is uh, very similar to how there was recently that article about the guy using uh, a bunch of phones to make a traffic jam on the street and Google Maps. That's essentially what uh, they were. Uh, that's a not exactly one to one analogy, but it's a similar kind of idea where you're just uh, Faking things to shut things down. Yeah. That, when people, if and when people do that, it, it's hard to comment on because you, like, we don't know the full context. Every situation is different. But that I can see how that, that would be problematic for Google, for businesses. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, I, I'm sure Google will be able to figure out some sort of system in order to uh, algorithm it out um, to so that people aren't getting their AdSense shut down or some sort of process where you can, um, you know, request AdSense. I mean, I'm sure there's already a process if your AdSense got shut down, a request to have it reopened. Um, but that's still a lot of any downtime with that kind of stuff can be a real hindrance. Uh, so that was the other part of Google. And what is the last thing? There's another Google. All about Google. Uh, it's actually, we have Google, we have Microsoft. Oh, so you're saying the last of the Google The last things. of the Google things. Oh, I also have a the thing, I don't remember. The uh, Google oh, Assistant? Yeah, I was having a lot of difficulty recently with our Google Assistant on the Home Hub. And I was washing dishes, so my hands were wet, and I couldn't use it. I tried multiple times to get it to navigate to the YouTube app and to just open the first video. So many times I tried and it was like playing first one by Ad Astra and it played that like three or four of the times that I was trying to get it to go. Enough that I remember the thing it was. Yeah. I, and I tried naming the name of what the first one. I was just saying like open YouTube, which it did successfully. Um, I couldn't say what's on YouTube because then it was also searching something weird. I had to say open the YouTube app and then I also couldn't by voice, but I've done this in the past and not had yeah. a problem. So I don't know if there's been an, well, there have been updates since, but it seems like it's worse now I and think, I can't use YouTube now. Yeah, I think there was some sort of bug uh, and it probably might still be persisting because it probably is like a small one. Um, but it did happen to affect it because I did try it too. So what uh, she's talking about is when you're using the home hub or the Nest hub, and trying to, and it has like the the screen uh, uh, with the screen on it. If you uh, the general uh, way of it working is you're able to ask it to open YouTube, and then it'll give you a list of a few different videos that are. Um, things that they, it thinks that you might want to watch. Um, generally, it's the same feed that on your new, Google From the News same feed. channels yeah. or whatnot, yeah. Um, your uh, YouTube feed uh, is essentially brought up. And then you select to play the first one. And this is even advertised in that way of being done. And we've it's worked for us before, but I think at some point there was an update to the assistant um, behind the scenes, probably server side, uh, that caused the bug and it seemed to me the way it was reacting was that the continuation of what you just talked about didn't seem to exactly work and that mm. might have broke and so even if you tried to start at it as a separate conversation it doesn't know the context of what is being opened in Google or in YouTube at all. So when I was all. saying open the first one, it wasn't even thinking about the fact that it had YouTube open. That's what I'm thinking that happened. That makes sense. And then when I, Logically. Was, I was trying to, to look at recipes and it was similarly, it was just, it was, 
not working. Yeah, I think there was some sort of bug in the continuous con yeah, conversation. That makes sense. When that uh, when we had it, and uh, who knows, maybe Google's already patched it, or maybe not. Since last night, since well, I guess it was yesterday. I morning. mean, Google can be on top of that maybe. stuff pretty fast. It depends on how big of a uh, of a thing it was. Um, so. It, yeah, the other thing is uh, Google is, it seems like Google is going to be taking down Play Music um, at some point in the future and replacing it with YouTube Music. And uh, recently there's an article from The Verge that's saying that they are testing out um, using the Google Play Music feature of uploading your own songs to the Google, to the YouTube Music app. So that you can, if you have your own CDs that you got and you want to upload them to YouTube Music so that you can have them on your playlists, hmm. you could do that. That would be nice. I, it is interesting. Like It's nice that they want this all condensed and they've got the YouTube name and so I guess just going with that. But I've gotten so used to using the Play Music app even for my podcasts that... I really don't want them to change. <laughs> yeah, I'm biased. They, they could. It, it, it's uh, Google does have a a structure problem when it comes to their apps not being um very uniform. And it's funny that we're actually going to talk about the other thing around because there is a, a balance to strike, and we've talked about this in the past. How uh, a lot of apps um started breaking up into smaller apps to do one thing very well instead of having an all-in-one app that does a bunch of things very bad. I think we talked about that with Fitbit, having linked apps so that the uh, apps that are linked to it are usually individual apps that do that one particular thing very well so that Fitbit doesn't have to make an all-in-one app that does everything, that only okay, right? Um, so, and uh, Google though, Unlike Microsoft or Apple has so many different apps, it's actually the far end extreme of the other way where they have too many apps and there's no cohesiveness at all between the apps. Um, between, you know, Hangouts and Voice um, or Duo or like it's not like there's one uh, outside of Google.com there's not one place that you could seamlessly switch between like having a conversation on your phone to having a video call to text messaging, right? Like they have multiple different apps for it and they're not really linked together that well. Um, but on the other note of that, uh, Microsoft is actually gonna be combining their apps, it looks like, to an all-in-one app which is, uh, so it looks like Office, there's going to be an all-in-one Office app soon coming out from Microsoft uh, for the phone so that when you are looking up uh, your documents on your phone, you have just one app that opens your docs, your Excel sheets, your whatever else, uh, PowerPoints and things like that instead of four different apps or an app for each different service. And I don't know how much I feel, how I feel about that either. Like it, it, aesthetically, it's nice to have just one app, right? Instead of four different apps on your device. 
but again it comes to this whole doing multiple things kind of okay or having an app that does one thing really well and two you've got a device you've got a phone as the one place that it's all collected like i don't mind having google docs separate from google sheets because they're different but they each do their thing really well and it gets to be kind of cumbersome if you just were to mm-hmm. put that all together i like that on the computer it is i mean it's they're it's, also separate apps, yeah I they're mean. separate but it's more cohesive i guess within your google drive it's i don't know and mm. it's like on your phone it's separate apps very clearly but on the computer because you're within the browser the browser's like yeah i think also um it adds just like an extra layer so um and this is funny because mkvhd just had a video talking about um how a lot of what phones do to upgrade is just saving you seconds of time right like even half seconds of time um but it adds up a lot when as to how a phone um how a phone affects you when it comes to what you want to do on it so he was talking about this about the new flip phones that have been showing up from Android uh, or from Samsung and Motorola. The Motorola has a new Razer, Samsung has a new uh, flip phone too. And uh, he was talking about one specific thing is on the Motorola Razer, the flip function has a spring load. So once you get it about halfway up, it'll flip the rest of the way, no problem. So you're able to open it up one handed. While with the other phone, it's um, not spring-loaded. It's actually designed so that when you open it, you could even open it halfway, and it'll stay there, and then uh, all the way. But then because of that, you have to open it with two hands. On top of that, one of them has a screen on the front, and the other one does not, or has a very limited one. And being able, if you have to open up your phone every time you want to check a notification, or uh, mark uh email is read even or you know and that's the one you have to open with two hands yeah yeah that's so it like the these are just seemingly design choices but it actually ends up in functionality choices as well as to you know what saving you just a second here instead of having to flip up your phone to check a notification you can see it without opening up your phone because it has a screen on the front and so back to uh, why, why Microsoft All-in-One is when you wanted to look at a Word document, you could just open up the Word app straight from your phone. But now you have to go through a second layer. You have to open up a, uh, you, mostly because the Word app has all your recent documents that you've recently looked at. So now you have to open up your phone and then you have to open up that Microsoft, Microsoft. app and then you have to open up the Word which is adding an extra layer that I don't think is necessarily necessary. But who knows? Maybe Microsoft is doing something with the app that we don't know about. So It doesn't hurt, I guess, for them to have something like Drive. Drive would be Google's similar, like, all-in-one app. But it would be nice if they would at least keep the other and keep doing them well. Yeah. I, well, Microsoft does have OneDrive, which is oh. the same Oh, concept just... and then you and then you when you have to open up a word document it'll just be like open up in word and you can do yeah no so 
it's uh interesting um i don't know how i necessarily feel about it but that's kind of my initial thoughts is uh, there more there is more Oops. about uh edge so uh, staying on the microsoft train um i've been using edge for a while now a few months the new chromium edge and I was thinking of, uh, or I was trying to like figure out it. It's really good, except for a couple things, and those couple things are pretty crucial. And uh, it's starting to be get to the point where I might still continue using Google Chrome as my primary until these things are figured out. Um. So. First of all, there's uh, the ink. The original Edge has this um, program called Ink, uh, where you could mark up on it with like a stylus, and you could do all sorts of things with a web page, um, create collections from sections of the page and things like that. Very useful feature. Um, probably much the only good thing about the old Edge um, browser was the this uh, feature. Okay and uh it's not on chrome and i get that they probably have to rebuild it from the ground up for chromium and so that's going to take a while they've announced that they are going to do it and that's kind of the least of the my problems it's just a really cool feature that was on the old edge and is not on the new one and uh, right now if you download the new edge with their system it takes over the old edge it so you i have to pick and choose which edge that you're using um the other one is better Chrome extension support. So right now, Edge does allow Chrome extensions. You have to turn on manually the ability to allow third or other extensions outside of the Microsoft extensions. And right now, Chrome extensions are just more robust. That's been a big store for a while. And I use things like the passwords protector and the notes app, but uh, right now, it, when you are logging in to things like the Notes app, it doesn't uh, let you utilize some of them because they uh, require a direct sync with Google, it seems. And since Edge doesn't sync with Google like a Google account does, it syncs with the Microsoft platform, you can't use some of these extensions that I find very useful. And so I think they have to find some way to integrate um, a lot of the Chrome apps that are reliant on using a Microsoft account or uh, a Google account. Um, on top of that, uh, password generator. They have password saving features on the Chrome Edge, but they don't have any password generators on the Chrome Edge. So when you're creating a new account for something, that was a super useful feature in Chrome. And probably the biggest reason why I would go over back to Chrome is just so that I can save passwords um, through a password that is generated by a password generator. Um, and like, that's just security, right? Like extra security. Um, Chromecast support right now, technically there is an ability to use Chromecast support, but it's horrible um essentially it is mirroring right now and so anytime your phone is doing or your phone or your computer is doing any other loading 
there's a lot of audio sync issues when it comes to uh, casting it to your phone or to a um, uh, a TV or things like that. Um, while with the when the original Chrome browser, you it's built into the website to the point where you could stream YouTube to your TV, and then it create it starts. I don't know exactly how it works, but essentially the stream goes directly to the TV, and your uh, uh, your computer use isn't going to be affecting that stream. It's just the uh, going direct to that, and I think that the edge needs to get that kind of Chrome support, Chromecast support in. Um, and then the last thing is the password account check, which is uh, more of a overall Microsoft problem than it is just an edge problem. But on Chrome, when you save passwords, you it also has it also checks, and you can go into your security settings on your Google account, and it'll say like, "Hey, you have like ten passwords that are the exact same. You might want to change those up." And then and it makes it very easy for you to find exactly which passwords that should be changed and change them. Um, it'll send you the site that you need to change them and everything. So like, um, very useful to be able to keep track of your passwords and to make sure that you're not utilizing the same password across things. And I believe the um, Chrome or Google accounts is not just saving your passwords on your website, but also your app passwords. So you'll be able to, if your app passwords and Chrome passwords are also doing the same thing, using the same passwords for different apps on your phone, it's able to store those too. Um, just overall nice uh, to be able to have those features too. And just saving app passwords for your phone. So you don't have to constantly remember the login for every app that you have, but you also don't want it to log in automatically. Security is good. Yeah. Uh, the other part to, uh, so that's the end of the Microsoft stuff, but uh, we did talk a little bit about the flip phones, the mm -hmm. new flip phones that Samsung and Motorola have out, but- They're out already? Yeah, they're out. Oh. Um, the, uh, I did also have a uh, a secondary note about those, which as it seems like um, flip phone. Uh, this uh, this goes back to the uh, convenience and having a one app that does all poorly or mediocrely, or versus multiple apps that do one single thing really well. So when we first heard about the flip phones, a, a lot of the smartphone flip phones, the first generation was like the Samsung Fold, which was it folded outward so that you had a phone turn into a tablet. That was the concept behind it is so that you could have a phone and a tablet at once. It did neither one of them really well though, because the tablet wasn't quite big enough to do all the cool tablet stuff that you could do. And the phone ended up being such a skinny little thing that it was also pretty crap for the phone side too. So it wasn't that fantastic on either end. 
um, not to mention super destructive uh, or super de uh, destructible. And uh, but then they transition to the flip phone as in the old style Motorola Razor, which was the nostalgia bit that uh, Motorola kind of um, attempted to feed on. Yeah, it feed on, fed on. And but not it worked better not only because of the nostalgia, but because it was more practical. It didn't turn it into a tablet. It felt like a regular phone still, even when flipped up. But then you also flipped it down and you had half the size to fit in your pocket. And that just made it more convenient and just overall kind of a better phone, even if it's $1,300. Um, and it, but that was also an uh, interesting fact. The, the, within a few months, between six months, you had the Galaxy Fold, uh, which came out at a couple thousand, almost $3,000 or something like that. And then, like, not even six months later, I'd say, the new Samsung Fold that flips in half the other way, vertically, was less than $1,300. So this is already going down in price and is, I'm thinking, something that a lot of phones in the future, even cheap phones, might end up adapting um, because the convenience of having half the, half the size of your phone in your pocket is just back to what we used to be, it was what it used to be like. But right? still getting the, the... But still getting the smartphone experience. And the big screen. And the big screen, too, yeah. 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 The aspect ratio is a bit different cuz it's not it's it's a little bit thinner and a little bit taller. But overall like it, it ended up uh, I think it's going to be a more convenient thing and I think that's going to be the way most folding phones go is vertically not horizontally because I don't think the app or the the tablet phone is necessarily what people are looking for. I think, with the exception of the way Microsoft's doing it, Microsoft is doing the Duo and Neo, but they're not doing a folding screen. They're having two separate screens. Mm, yeah. And that has a lot of practical uses too. It's not necessarily trying to be a phone at that point it's trying to be more of a work product um that has phone features the duo is at least so uh i think that those are my thoughts on the the uh between google and microsoft motorola oh on the other google things, and microsoft yeah. yeah and motorola is in there too but i think google actually owned motorola for a while so that was, uh, I think that, I have more, but I think that's actually a pretty good place to stop. Um, just uh, concentrating on those two companies and what they're doing. And uh, some additional thoughts as to where smartphones are going. And that is that, huh? That is that. Oh, and uh, update on the new Google Maps update. Uh, seems good it seems like a nice update oh yeah 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 and it's been telling me speed traps lately there was a trap the other it told me about a speed trap when there was a traffic jam and traffic was only going 30 miles an hour and i was like <laughs> okay none of us are speeding but okay 
And then I did see the cop. So I was like, well, it's nice that, you know, it does that now, I guess. Yeah, the crowdsourcing uh, is back to Google's roots um, of what Google, like that's kind of how Google started was crowdsourcing data of what websites are good. And then they eventually got AI to just do all the sourcing of data. But some things like speed traps and like just general maps, like I also looked at the map app and they had the ability to add roads that are missing. You can add stores that are missing. You can add roads? We yeah. can add? I saw now recently that, yeah, there are roads that can be added. Huh. Um, and then do they verify them though? So well, yeah, I'm sure you just random. adding a road doesn't do anything. <laughs> Maybe it if, adds it for you only or until like enough people do or yeah, something. Yeah, I think enough people And then people, people drive on it. it and they're like, oh, this is legit. Yeah. Yeah, I could. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the other day, I don't know if this is because of the update, but that it was annoying that I was driving and um, Google's directions weren't the clearest. There was a road that split, one to go south and, or no, one to go west, one to go east onto a, a highway. And Google's direction to me was go toward east and then west. It said below that, but I'm like in a panic at the Y looking at it because like I had thought like, oh, I'm just going on this road. And then I read the direction. I read the wrong one because it was listed first and I went that way. And then I got stuck in traffic going the wrong direction, a bad traffic jam. And so that was not convenient. I don't like that Google says go toward this to go to the opposite when it's only two. But that's that's. So minimal and specific to certain areas i'm sure yeah i mean it said go towards the west but that's strictly going, because the name going on the only road you're already on that only goes one of two ways and we're gonna first tell you go toward the other thing and then ultimately don't go that way though whatever it we got i eventually got here really late so i'm sorry about that uh, you didn't get here late. You were here. Oh yeah, that was yesterday. Yeah, you no, had to walk. I walked. I was like, you didn't get here late today. No, um, not today. But we uh, will be heading off then. Thank you, everyone. Have a nice day, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm. Have a nice week.